with CF House Church. My name is Richie Christie. Excited that you're joining us today. So it's been a little bit since we put out a new teaching. And the reason for that is we're pausing our teaching till 2021 as Christmas season ramps up and our house churches take a break for Christmas break. Uh, But we did want to invite you in on something else. And so kind of this preparation right now until Christmas is a season that we call Advent, uh, which is really this preparing of our hearts Uh, for the coming of Jesus. And really, this practice has been around for centuries, but we just wanted to take uh, each and every day here to to read you a short reading uh, out of the scriptures and kind of a reflection as a time to do exactly that, a time to prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus. These readings will be read out of a book by an author named Scott Erickson called Honest Advent. But the unique thing about this is that we're not just preparing it for the coming of him as a baby that he did 2,000 years ago, but we're preparing, preparing our hearts uh, for, yes, that coming, but that he will come again, and just the reality that he's always continually moving and coming into our lives right now. And so each day, we're going to take you through these Advent readings that'll be no more than five or ten minutes. And I will admit, uh, we're jumping in this a little late. Advent has already been started for a few days. Uh, but we're going to jump in on day six as just a time for you to maybe catch up but not be too overwhelmed with all the different ones coming out. Uh, but we want to give you this space to engage with Jesus. And yeah, and honestly, this was just started out of, uh, man, this is what I've been doing during Advent. And we're kind of thinking about, man, what ways can we engage people as our house churches take a break? And I thought, you know what? I'm doing this every day. I'm just going to invite you guys in on it again. Uh, just leaning back into what we talked about earlier this fall with a secret place, just creating and carving out that time to connect with Jesus. So I hope that this does that exactly for you. Um, so yeah, really the structure of this is each day uh, we'll have kind of a main idea or word to reflect on. We'll have a scripture reading with it and then just a reflection to read as well. Uh, and again, I hope this just connects your heart to Jesus and lets you jump into this practice of, of this Advent season that all believers are doing around the world right now. So with that said, let's begin with day six. And our word today is unease. And the reading comes out of Luke 1, starting in verse 26. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will never end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. 
So today's reflection is around this idea of unease. You know, there was a moment when the presence of God was felt as the unease of morning sickness. Don't be surprised if your current unease is the exact same avenue of presence. Nothing can ruin the euphoria of discovering you're pregnant faster than the need to vomit. Although not confined to the beginning of the day, morning sickness is a term we use to describe the nausea and vomiting that affects four out of five mothers in their first trimester of pregnancy. Whether it stems from an increase in hormonal activity or reduction in blood sugar, physicians and scientists are not completely clear on why this happens. The main hypothesis is that it's the body's learned biological strategy to protect the growing child from any unhealthy food and drink that the mother might typically consume if she did not feel like blowing chunks publicly. My wife describes it like a hangover without having enjoyed the party or a queasy stomach without the screaming adrenaline from the loop-de-loop roller coaster ride. It's a discomfort that women know is leading them to new life, and it's bearable because of the deep hope of joy. It is not written in the gospel text, but it's plausible to suggest there was a period in Mary's journey when she too went through the same uneasy trimester. I can imagine the moment it hit. And during the spiritual high of an angelic announcement welcoming her into this uneasy, queasy feeling of actually having to go through the physical details of this divine calling. That's the rub of all divine proclamations, isn't it? The announcement that you are now going to grow. The process of growth is always uneasy because growth never comes through ease. It always comes through stretching and the expanding of one's own capacity to push ahead. And often the change that needs to happen in order for you to grow may leave you dry heaving on the sidelines. Like when you run until you feel like throwing up as you prepare for the day of a marathon, or the anxious nausea of packing up your worldly possessions and moving to a part of a world that is unknown to you, or the gagging nerves of trying to go on a first date or the vomitous risk of a new career. I've spent years growing into being a public speaker, and I can tell you how many speeches I've given that were preceded by a little throwing up in my mouth before I went on stage. That uneasiness is not a sign that you're doing it wrong. In fact, just as with pregnancy, it's a sign that you're on the right right track. The difficulty in letting God grow you is the trust that is asked of you when you aren't quite clear what the outcome will look like. When you intentionally do more sit-ups or eat less meat lover's pizza, you may have an image in your mind of what it might look like to feel more comfortable for a swimsuit season. But when you say to the giver of your life, I want my life to be meaningful. I want to serve you with my life. May it be according to what you desire. When we say that, we have no idea what secret cosmic strategies have been put into play to answer that request. You may find yourself in an uneasy situation just like everybody in the Bible. Look at the chorus of human beings in the Christmas story and you will see the same song being sung by all of them, to trust in the goodness of God in uneasy situations, just as you and I are invited to sing. The only difference is that we see their whole story played out on the pages of scripture, whereas we're right in the middle of our stories being played out right now, 
Because of this, when we find ourselves in the uneasy places of life, our question to God is often, why are you doing this to me? Partially, this is to check to see if God has perhaps gotten distracted with more pressing global concerns and left us to fend for ourselves. And it's also partly to express the disappointing conclusion that our request that God do what it desires in our lives has not brought about the journey of ease that we hope for. And if you ask a newly pregnant mother, mother hugging the toilet while racked with morning sickness, why it's worth going through all the hardship, she will wipe away the remnants of last night's dinner with a piece of toilet paper and whisper, for love. It is worth it because I love this child. The answer to our question to God is surprisingly the same. Just like morning sickness, the unease is a strategy of the soul to protect you from doing all the things as usual that could harm this new life being grown in you. It is for love that you have been moved from what is known to what is unknown. It is for love that you have been moved from your comfortable perch so you can be enlarged by a different perspective. It is for love that you have been broken open so a larger capacity of faith, hope, and love can be built inside of you. For love, it's because you are loved. It may be that the divine presence you've been looking for is found in your present unease. Instead of missing the invitation by trying to find a resolution to your unease prematurely, center yourself with these three questions. Number one. What is the conversation I can have only by being in this situation? Number two, what parts of my life have I been able to uncover only by finding myself here? And number three, what unexpected place might God want to meet me in during this uneasy time I'm experiencing? It's in asking these questions that we offer a perspective of divine growth to our uneasy situations and begin to pull back the curtain a little on the secret strategy to grow us into the person we ask God to make us be. So, may the unease of your stretching and expanding be the promise of divine love growing in you a new life of unforeseen possibilities.